1: For generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: That's
3: right.
4: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You still need to know how to do finger waves and pinworms. And and Rolla says, not to say, depending on what part you are in the country. I was getting ready to say, don't talk about finger waves, because finger waves are huge in
2: Baltimore still. My style is still trying to give me finger waves. And I'm like, no, I do not want finger waves. I hate them. But we can see. that, And she does it very well. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. Every week, I have raw, in-depth conversations with inspirational people pushing for change on everything from aging, relationships, politics, wellness, to the current issues facing the Black community. In this episode, we're going to continue my discussion on Black hair with Jay Lachey and Stacey Ciceron. So if you missed part one, check out the previous episode where we dive into the history of Black hair. So I want to welcome back to part two of our conversation on black hair. We have Jay Lachey once again and Stacey Ciceron. Welcome back, ladies. Thank you for joining me again. Hey, thanks for having us. I want to talk about hair care. Let's start with you, Stacy.
5: When I think about hair care, I think about Spiritual practices. I also think about self care. As a young man, a young woman, and I'm thinking that the audience is mostly women, but I I, I never like to leave my my guys out because they're into it too, honey. Okay. <laughs> but self care on a spiritual level is so important, and self care on a physical level is so important. And as I'm getting old and trying to preserve the sexy, honey, it's becoming quite obvious that. It takes education. It takes knowledge. It takes interest. And where does this interest really come from? You know, is it being modeled to us? Are we learning it in schools? Are we learning it from friends? Are we learning it on social media? It really is something that we have to step up and do. And in our last conversation, we spoke about where did this come from? Is this something that we wanted to do on our own? Are we just trying to impress people? Or is this something we want to do for self? And it boils down to self. This, your body is your temple. Like you said, your hair is your crown. And if you can look at self-care in that way, it should definitely trigger some type of interest on in, in your on your behalf, not you, but us as a whole, to want to be able to elevate that, to connect with ourselves and to really embrace our personal power. So Hair care for me is—it's it's bigger than just aesthetics. It is about connecting with yourself and honoring yourself.
2: What do you think, Jay? Because I, I have to say that personally, I think that I've taken my hair for granted. Yes, I'm going to be honest about it. I've never—it's hair. My hair—you cut it off, it'll grow back. That's always been my, my my thinking about my hair. I never really had an issue with my hair growing. I never had that much concern about my hair because it pretty much did, you know, I wanted it to do. I had really long hair growing up until mm-hmm. I was about, I don't know, in my 30s. I did the whole permit to keep it managed. I wish that I had the amount of product that we have now to help manage hair. Mm-hmm. Because if I, mm-hmm. I think if I had known Better, I would have done differently. But all I knew was to, you got a lot of hair on your head. You need to perm it so that you can manage it. And once you start that perming, it changes the texture of your hair. So then your hair just becomes this straight. And now I stopped perming my hair years ago because I got tired of permanent. it. I cut it off. Mm-hmm. And so then you don't have to perm it. But then, like I talked about the, all the dyeing. Just once again, the dyeing and the chemicals that are in dye will change the texture of your hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so yeah. I just don't think that I ever really cared that much about my hair.
5: I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's a whole different conversation that we're having based on the needs, based on different hair types. Whereas curly hair has need for moisture, has a need, it's very fragile, although it has a coarse appearance, it, it needs its own product, it needs its own care. And whereas wavy and curly hair has different needs. So yeah, that might be something that you that needed little maintenance. But my point is, even outside of styling, or having some kind of regimen, it is taking care of yourself and your hair is a part of that. Yes. But uh, the other part of the conversation is that, yeah, you could have taken it for granted because you didn't have the extra drama mm-hmm. <laughs> of mm-hmm. having to have a tighter coiled hair.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like my journey is very different than Willow's.
6: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say in this regard I, I do feel pretty privileged and it's interesting to say this because again like having someone from the beginning who understood how to take care of my hair in its natural state it it I didn't realize it until you asked this question, honestly, how that set me up for a completely different life as a black girl and black woman. I, I didn't even pay attention to that. And that is something I took to break. Mm-hmm. Having a woman, my mother, who could lay me across her lap, braid my hair, know what products to use, know how yeah. to use water to make it pliable, know exactly what it is to make it beautiful and healthy and, and easy. So I, I've always experienced my hair, not always, mostly. Most of my life, I experienced my hair as something that I could manage and do. I will say the period that I relaxed my hair and then went natural, relaxer does change our texture. And so there were several years where even while it was natural, it had to grow out Out. of whatever seeped into my scalp because it was still affecting how Mm. it came out. And so it made it rougher, but it made it even more brittle So I had to learn a lot about how to eat, how to nurture my hair. Like I had to nurse it back to life over several years to get it to a place where it could be healthy. And I think the other thing, Stacey, you and I talked a little bit about the natural hair boom that happened from 2010 on. There were only small communities that made their own homemade products. Mm -hmm. Right. So, we're coming of age, well, I'm coming of age in a time where, in the beginning, the only thing that was available was like relaxers and, and chemically based products for straightening hair. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot available for black hair in its natural state. Yes. So, we're experimenting trying to use those products on our natural hair and it's not working. Exactly. And so, I had a frustration point then too because it wasn't, I'm like, what's going on? This is not, my hair's not softening, but So, I just thought I had, quote unquote, Bad. oh it's actually really soft and it's actually very it's more manageable this way but I had to grow it out I had to eat differently so it is a physical process for sure it's definitely also a spiritual process because the other thing we didn't talk about this but I'll mention it hairstylists mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you have a hairstylist so there's a difference <laughs> um hairstylists the people who really understand your hair is really critical, even when we go back to our ancestral roots. Again, the hairstylist was a sacred person in the tribe. They were considered the most honest and trusted person in Mm the tribe. They're almost like a priest Mm -hmm. in our history. And if you think about today, think about how sacred we hold our hairstylist. Yes. Yes. Some of us will fly. I will fly to go to my hairstylist. And so having someone who is in relation with you in a way that there's an intimate relationship with your hair. Everybody's hair is different. There isn't a such thing as, oh, her hair is just like, no, there might be some similarities, but there are differences and we have to understand those.
3: We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) a Story of California Corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey everybody, welcome to Across Generations where the voices of black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host it's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get.
7: People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Now, this is a good, perfect question for me. What happens to our hair as we age?
5: There's, again, there's no one size fits all answer so with that because different people are affected by different things. So... As we get older, our bodies are depleting itself at a more rapid rate of vitamins and nutrients, and we're losing different things that are sometimes out of our control, whether it is hereditary, whether it's hormones, whether it's stress-related. And let's let's face it, I know I'll speak for my household. Majority of us in our household are not getting the proper nutrients through food. So Mm -hmm. aging, the effects of aging is as per the person takes care of themselves. So you find that sometimes people are getting thinning. As the gray hair or the white hair comes in, it becomes way more resistant. It doesn't want to take cut. It doesn't want to take color. It doesn't want to take style. So the main two things that are happening uh, hereditarily, they are suffering from androgenetic alopecia or male pattern or female pattern baldness. So you will start to see some thinning in the crown or in the front of their hair or even their hairline. Some medications for high blood pressure, diabetes are causing that. Low iron is also causing that. And these are some things that that people are going through as they're aging.
2: So am I gonna be put in the position where I have no choice but to stop
5: dyeing my hair? Okay, time will tell. So it may and it may come, it may come where you don't have you the the hair don't wanna be colored. (laughs) 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 And you will be forced to make a decision, but. Hopefully, if that time comes, you would already be ready to say. I'd be ready to submit. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I was going to do it anyway. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to pray on that. (laughs) Let me tell you. Can I just tell you? Although the gray or white hair may be resistant to some lifting colors, Mm -hmm. you can do a lot of fun colors with gray hair like those pastel pinks, blues, purples, like you could be the hot mama.
2: Blue before.
5: I've done blue
2: before. And I actually tried pink, but I looked like I was going to the circus. I had to take that (laughs) out immediately. It it just did not work. And I probably was the wrong color pink, but I just, I didn't have the patience to even try to tone it down. I was like, no, just take it out. But the blue worked. I actually liked the pale blue. And my Mm -hmm. sister has gone... My sister has gone lavender. Yes, I yeah. love
5: lavenders. On some skin tones, it's just perfect. So, if you have a, a cooler skin tone, sometimes the blue looks good. If you have a warmer skin tone, sometimes a rusty, like a pastel orange. Maybe you got a summer color, a little winter color. Yeah, like, you know? yeah. Um,
2: Now, Stacey, talk to us about because there's this way of identifying your texture of hair, 4A, 4C. What is that?
5: It's a language that started in the natural hair community. I believe I got to do some fact checking on this, but I believe Andre Walker wrote a book over 25 years ago about hair, and he created this number system which refers to the different hair types straight, wavy, curly, coily. And within that created a number system. The natural hair community then took that as part of their language. And then how it evolved was that now stylists needed to be able to communicate with their clients and they had to start to understand this. And so did product companies because before, like you can now pick up a bottle, curl cream, and it will say for type four hair or for a certain type of hair, whereas five to 10 years ago you weren't able to do that. So let me just break it down a little bit. So based on this number system, the number system is between one to four. And I also want to preface this by saying this number system is starting to become a little bit outdated and antiquated because of the fact that it was a big deal to know this number system. If you knew that you were 4A, 3B, 4C, (laughs) that was, honey, you cracked the Da Vinci code. okay? (laughs) But we now know that you mentioned uh, in our last conversation you have super fine straight hair in the nape of your neck you have a more curlier texture in the crown right. you may have something different going on around your hair your front hairline mm-hmm. so we know that there's different things going on so you didn't really crack the code but you made the first step within this number system it ranges from 1 to 4 1 being the straightest 4 being the curliest coiliest mm-hmm. and each and each letter refers to the degree of wave curl or coil. So right right now the tightest on this spectrum, on this hair type chart is 4C. But like I said, it's a little bit outdated and antiquated because there's other patterns outside of that. But what I really like about this hair type chart is the fact that it makes it easy to communicate amongst each other, to find products and to communicate with your hairstylist. Outside of that, you'd still need to know some other pieces to the puzzle. Like, Jay, you mentioned that you tried the LOC method, the lock method, and it didn't work. And then you had to reverse it and do the LCO. This is a moisture retention method. The reason why is that maybe you have low porosity hair. So along with hair type, straight, wavy, curly, or coily you got to know your density, your porosity, and your hair texture, amongst other things, so that you just don't waste time, energy, and money trying to figure things out. It's no one size fits all. So you have to know your canvas that you're working on. You can't even rely on your sisters, aunties, cousins, and best friends. You really have to do your own homework. And again, self-discovery, right? Knowing yourself, your hair, what works for you.
2: And that sounds like it's just a lot of experimentation with Um,
5: product. It requires experimentation, but it is easier when you know what you're working with. Okay. So you're not making decisions based on Willow's recommendation or your sister or your cousin's recommendation. You're going in the mirror, you're wetting your hair, you're seeing what hair type you have. Is your hair dense or is it thin? Is your hair porous or is it not? And then you're choosing products based on the end result you want. So let's face it. Some people, their goal is hang time. They want long, healthy hair. But some people want short, edgy, and color in their hair. Are they going to follow the same regimen? So it's always important, just like in life, that you have intention and you have goals for your own hair, and you choose the products accordingly. So in my opinion, that really helps to save time,
6: energy, and money.
3: Got
6: That's it. That's why matters. Because if you got yeah. a stylist, that that quickens the process. <laughs> right. They
5: know how to help you figure <laughs> out what, <how> <laughs> what's going on.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we're talking about hair care, and just for me, my hair care routine is pretty simple, and I just—I don't know—it makes me—I I feel like maybe I'm not doing everything that I ought to do to take care of my hair, but my hair is pretty healthy. I, if I have to work. I usually will wash my hair the night before because I can style it better when it's fresh and clean. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you're styling your hair, you end up putting product in it. Mm -hmm. So like I'm working today, I don't have to work tomorrow, but then I have to work again Friday. I have to work again on Sunday. So I'm going to end up washing my hair on Thursday and then I'll wash my hair again on Saturday. So that's pretty typical for me.
5: Yeah. There are some women, men, got to throw my fellas in there but there are some people that they, like you said, they may take for granted their hair care, but there's some things that could be going on that they completely ignore because they think it's supposed to happen, like thinning, changing Mm -hmm. of textures, alopecia, breakage, and things like that. So those are things that you just, even though you don't have a high maintenance uh, regimen, there's still things that you want to keep, your eyes open for. And Jay said having a good stylist will definitely help to reinforce that. But also reiterating, there are people who are in that type four or highly textured coily hair that can't shampoo every two to three days. And then don't need to. And they don't need to. And they don't need to.
2: That's the other thing. Now, I am shampooing, but I am in all of that. There's conditioner that's happening. I wear a headscarf when I go to sleep at night, even though I have short hair. Mm-hmm. I wear a, a scarf to tie my hair down and I also sleep on a satin pillow. And so that's mm-hmm. for my hair and for my skin for mm-hmm. my face. Mm-hmm. So that's good.
5: Definitely, because at the, when we're talking about the the skin or the aging skin or the aging hair, hair, it's all about moisture retention and things you can do to keep the elasticity. So things like satin or silk uh, pillowcases or satin caps are definitely great when it comes to moisture retention. And reducing the amount of friction from your pillow or your sheets or external heat sources.
2: I would say probably more than half of Black women have experienced one or more of these issues like breakage, traction alopecia, frizziness and dry scalp, particularly traction alopecia. Because I found that, like I said, this year was the first year that I tried braids. And I absolutely loved them. However, I have to say that I was in the chair for nine hours. Woo. And one time when I got it done, it was so tight that I had to take Tylenol when I got home. My, I, my head was hurting. So my scalp was hurting so bad and i could not sleep i had to take mm-hmm. tylenol it hurt to lay down <laughs> my head was so uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was so tight on my head and then when i took it out i felt like i definitely was seeing breakage or it seemed like there was some receding at my temples and i don't know whether that's just from age or whether that was from the braids Mm-hmm. So I'm a little confused because I thought that braids were supposed to be a protective style.
6: They're a protective style when you have a stylist. Because <laughs> me and Stacey were talking about between somebody who does hair mm-hmm. and a stylist. Mm-hmm. Stylists care for hair. They understand like how to make sure that what is happening is good for you. Like You can have braids that don't Hurt, like they shouldn't hurt, and if they do, you need to take those out. But people don't want to because a lot of times after sitting hours and hours, you're like, I'm aware of this. Exactly, I'm you. I'm sitting that damn chair for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to do braids and weeds when I was doing hair. That was my area, area of specialty. My favorite thing to do. The protective styles. I love that. But now that I don't do it, when I give advice to other folks, if you're going to do what I recommend is making sure that you tell your stylist to do larger partings around the edges. Do not do the same size parting as they would in the thicker or coarser of your, your hair because the weight of the extension hair can pull over time and it will pull your roots up. That in addition to any tension that the stylist might, so if the stylist is pulling too hard on your hair it will pull your root up mm-hmm. and it will cause you to lose hair sometimes that can be permanent mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that whoever you're selected to do the braid understand like they understand how to take care of edges and how to take care of the nape because those are very like tender spaces on our scalp and usually our hair is a lot thinner and finer anybody's hair even those of us with like really coarse hair our hair is a lot thinner around the edges and so we have to be very careful about the weight that we pull you know that we put on it and then in addition to that sometimes the length of the break, mm-hmm. um can cause problems and so we just have to be really thoughtful about the style itself for our hair type as well as who is doing our style that right. is critical
5: protective styles got its name from what it does which is protecting the hair a lot of people that are looking to maintain healthy hair or grow their healthy hair long, the key to that is really moisture retention and low manipulation. And what the protective styles offer you is a way to take the break from manipulating the hair. That counts for combing, brushing, pulling, ponytails, anything like that. So essentially, protective styles are supposed to protect your hair and give you a break. But like with anything else, too much of anything is just not good. Too much tension, too much pulling, too much of anything. Wearing it too long, it's just not going to be good for the hair. And especially that your hair is more on the softer or finer side, Mm -hmm. anything that has that extra weight or has that extra tension will have the ability to maybe pull and pull your hair. So you may not have been seeing things. You might have seen it correctly. And it's great that you are aware of that because some women, men, will continue to do that for the look and then end up receding their hairline back. And Jay said, sometimes those uh, effects are not reversible. Wow. Yeah.
3: We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts,
4: It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit.
7: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So what is the itching all about? What is that? Is it, is it just because it's a foreign texture in your hair? I, I, I just don't get it. It's like all oh, the itching and padding... You want to speak to that, Jay? I got my, you
6: know, I'm rapid fire right here. (laughs) For me, I found like cleaning the hair. So sometimes people take hair straight out of a bag and then start braiding with it. I actually see that it's very common practice. And Mm -hmm. I think that's not good to do. Yeah. Clean and condition the hair. And I think that's a part of it. And And that cuts down on all that itching. It cuts down a lot. There's also just the regular maintenance, too, because some of us will put braids in or protective style in, and we just leave it, and we mm-hmm. don't actually do the good maintenance with it, and so there's also that causing a lot of itching. But mm-hmm. I know, Stacey, you're probably going to have way more. First of all, some people have allergies
5: to cancolon or Torculon or all these different synthetic mm-hmm. brands, whether it's the dye, whether it's the hair itself. Some people have allergies to the actual fiber of the hair. Secondly, if you're somebody who has dry skin, not just on your, if you have dry face, most likely dry arms, you're going to have a dry scalp and that pulling on the dry scalp can lead to itching. And also you can have allergies to the product. Some people like to oil their scalp. We could talk about that. Is is oil in the scalp more traditional or cultural or do we actually need it? So there's so many things that lead to itching. That product buildup on the scalp, the dry scalp with the tight braids hair bumps, and sometimes allergies.
2: Okay. Okay, so uh, somebody told me, because when I first started having the itching problem, I was told to have the braider treat the hair with vinegar or apple cider vinegar or something. What is that?
5: There are different natural ingredients that help to soothe itching, like uh, tea tree oil or rosemary oil or rose water. Or different things like that. They're calming chamomile, like some tea rinses that really help to calm the itching. If it is due to maybe an allergic reaction or maybe some type of irritation on the scalp, they have these natural ingredients that help to do that. But I always think it's great to find out what those triggers are that are causing the itching in the first place. I like to definitely do my research, but I never like to give a one-size-fits-all answer because If you don't have dry scalp, there's really no need to necessarily put oil on your scalp. I think that is one of those things that are traditional or cultural Mm -hmm. that we sat down on Sundays and sometimes it's more of a habit, tradition, or cultural rather than a necessity. And again, on super fine hair or soft hair, those things are going to weigh it down. It's going to cause the braids to slip out. It's going to cause a lot of different. It might be helping one thing, but hurting the the other thing.
2: But I remember Jada sitting down and oiling Willow's scalp, and then mm-hmm. having Willow oil her scalp, and it was like yeah. a bonding time bonding, for them. Yes, yes. It, was, it was great bonding time for them. So
5: there are definitely moments of bonding, but now with hair care technology, we're realizing that it may not. It might just be more bonding than scientific. Is our hair still
2: susceptible to? damage from perms over the years, they have perfected the perms. You have the perms that don't have lye anymore. So I feel like, number one, I wonder if people are perming their hair as much as they used to before. I feel like they're not. I'm not sure. I'm not a stylist. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if it's still as damaging to the hair as it was when they back when lye was being used in the perms.
6: The chemical sodium hydroxide is still in relaxes as far as I do, and that Mm -hmm. is still dangerous. And so if if it's being used, you still have to be extremely careful. When you breathe the fume in, it does cause scar tissue to the lungs, especially for people who breathe it in all all the time and stylus. I remember when I used to do relaxes on people's hair, it would change the texture of my hands. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, it, it eats your skin. And so I, they're still dangerous, but for people who are using them, especially for the stylists who are using them, they should be like wearing masks, wearing gloves, uh, to be sure yeah. not to put the chemical too close to the scalp, those kinds of things. But yeah, I don't know that as many people are using relaxers. Now. There was a sharp decline in the, around 2013, mm-hmm, amount mm-hmm. of money spent on chemical relaxers. So I know there's a shit hat, but I'm going to have a
5: full transparent moment right now. Okay. I see why they call it creamy crack. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've been natural for seven years, but when I started with relaxers, I started with pixie cuts. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I tied my whole identity to this short Bob's pixie cuts. That was my thing. And sometimes I really miss it. I'm not going to lie. I Mm. really miss Laying, I really lay. Oh, child, I used to lay some Anyway, see, I'm feeling it now. But, but I would say that even though there is advancements in technology about no lie and lie relaxer, sodium hydroxide is technically lie, but there's calcium hydroxide. There are other things that can uh, that are underneath the lie category, but federal regulations allow them to say no lie. But if you are going to use it, you got to, like Jay said, you got to proceed with caution. But with all that being said, I do miss it at times. I just have to share that and just have a real moment. I haven't done, I haven't ha- done a relaxer in so many years, but that's the, way, that's the way we're moving into. My daughters don't have it. My mother doesn't have a relaxer. I think I've influenced a lot of people to take this walk, take this journey of self-discovery. Yeah, I identify with
6: that too, baby. There, there are moments
5: I have my memories. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm telling
2: you, ladies, your hair is just absolutely beautiful. Oh, Go, down, you. Take a walk down memory lane, but you're on the right <laughs> path right now. That's all I can say. Thank you so much for the conversation. Okay, what's one thing you want to get off your chest?
5: I think the most important thing is that we just really try to do our part to move. Push the needle and move the movement forward. And there's so many different things and so many things that we can do, but we really just have to find our lane, find our voice and what we're good at, and really just drill a hole in that. And for me, it is beauty education, self-care, self-love, just tapping into self and embracing your personal power. Find a way to link up and do it together. I
6: love that. I love that. I totally agree that we all have a thing that we can do. And when I was thinking about final thoughts, I thought about, I've been an activist and an educator all of my life. I run a nonprofit called Bo. And we have four pillars. Affirmation, decolonization, organization, and innovation. And when I thought about the conversation that we just had, I felt like we touched on all of those different topics. It is important that we promote self-love it is important that we understand like the history and herstory that we come from so that we do not feel that we are lesser than, that we are inferior. But these other pieces that we talk about in part two, the organization and innovation pieces, making sure that we are aware of what's out there, that we have done past and present and pulling that together in a, a strategic way. And then this innovation piece, us being creative and willing to step outside of the box and do something that we haven't done before. Particularly, like, I'm really big about us supporting our youth genius. We really enjoy Willow's energy and her free thought. And I think we need more of that. The willingness to be someone who can say, I don't have to be in this box. We can be something else that was then, this is now. We need that and we need to, as big sisters, aunties, grandmas, mamas, um, fathers, Pauls, We need to support that more, Mm -hmm. that free thought, because that is how we're going to actually get out of this hierarchy of power.
2: Tell us where people can find you on social media.
6: I'll start off by saying thank you for having me. This has been an honor and a lot of fun. If anyone wants to continue um, talking with me at any point, you can find me on my website, jayvashay.com, where I continue with freedom activism of all sorts perfect. And Stacey?
5: I would concur. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to use my voice. And if you want to continue the conversation with me, I'm offering education to hairstylists and everyday women about how to manage and maintain highly textured hair. You can find me at StaceyCicelon.com.
2: Thank you, ladies, so much. It was such a pleasure talking with you. Please continue to do the work because you are the representation that we need to keep moving forward. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is my takeaway. And at the end of the day, girl, it's your hair. Whether you bought it or grew it, do whatever makes you feel amazing. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate and review Follow me on my Instagram at Gammy Norris to share with me your thoughts on the episode. I'm here, I'm talking, and I'm listening. As always, stay grateful, y'all. Positively Gam is produced by Westbrook Audio. Executive Producers, Adrian Banfield-Norris, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Amanda Brown, and Fallon Jethro. Co-executive Producer, Sim Hoti. Editor and Mixer, Calvin Bailiff. Positively Gam is in partnership with Art 19.
0: The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations, and embrace your full potential.
1: for generations to come, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's
4: right. I'm Vyosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen.